0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It's been nine months since billionaire businessman Dan Gilbert suffered a really serious stroke. The Quicken Loans and Rock Ventures co-founder has kept very private since then, focusing on his recovery. But now he's ready to start speaking publicly again. Cranes Detroit Business senior editor Chad Livengood got the chance to sit down with Gilbert for his very first interview since his stroke last year. Chad joins us now to talk about it. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Uh, This is a a remarkable piece of work that you've put together here, talking with a guy who all of us have been wondering about since his stroke last year. Some of us have seen him occasionally show up at things heard things about how he's doing, you got to sit down with him. Tell us first what your impression was of how he's doing. Well, uh, he is still um, in a wheelchair. Um,
1: he suffered temporary paralysis on the left side of his of his body that uh, caused him to lose uh, the, the use of his left leg and left arm. Um, he says he can stand with a cane, and I'm told that he will probably— um do that uh, when he tries to goes to speak on Friday at our cranes newsmakers luncheon at the MGM grant and and but uh, he cannot use his left arm uh, he has very very limited use of it still in fact at one point I asked him what his range of motion was and he's like well let's tr- let's see what what I can do and he tried to move it he couldn't he used his right hand to to move his arm around so he he is still you know, uh, been, you know Suffering the the effects of this stroke uh, that he had uh, that on May twenty sixth uh, uh, Sunday of, of Memorial Day weekend at Beaumont Hospital, uh, which started the night before with uh, symptoms of of a stroke um, at his downtown Detroit apartment in the Vinton Building at mm-hmm. Congress and 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 uh, Woodward, he he had a gathering of friends there. He had a rooftop bar. Uh, rooftop uh, patio, rather, and they were looking out over um, Hard Plaza. The Movement Festival was going on, and according to Gilbert, he 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 started seeing double, and he thought it was something to do with all the lasers and lights that were coming out of uh, a Hard Plaza. Um, but uh, he was taken to to a, to a bedroom in his apartment, and a friend who was there, uh, Doctor Steven Adamzak, uh, an emergency room doctor uh, at various hospitals in Southeast Michigan, was just there. He, uh, Doctor Adamzak, uh, coaches uh, his uh, Dan Gilbert's youngest son Nash's basketball team, mm-hmm. and their 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 kids are friends, and so uh, he examined him and said, uh, "You need to go to a hospital." Got to go to a
0: hospital. Yeah, and in, in fact, and, and what I want to do with uh, this segment is you have a lot of sound from this interview of Dan talking about uh, these things and you've got a a clip of him describing that night Uh, and I want to I want to play that now and have you react to it
2: I happen to be with this ER doctor from Beaumont him and his wife were at our place among a few other people I told them I'm not going anywhere but they insisted I go to Beaumont so they they basically saved my life, this guy and my wife, because
0: if I didn't go it would have been a problem. So that's that's Dan Gilbert describing this night where he he happens to be with this doctor and has these symptoms.
1: Yeah, and uh, and the doctor immediately recognized that his uh, his speech was slurred, his he had arm problems. Dan was initially saying it had something to do with the workout he had that morning uh, with a, with a trainer, and and so he was trying to. And according to Dan, he was trying to excuse it uh, essentially. And sometimes when you're in these emergency situations, uh, and something's wrong with your body, you try to you know find ways to say that this is not happening right now, or. And so there was just some resistance, um, and Dan and uh, from Dan and his wife uh, Jennifer Gilbert and uh, Dr. Adam Zach uh, both insisted uh, that he go to the hospital. Mm. Uh, he,
0: he gets treated in Chicago at a state-of-the-art facility for stroke victims, and he says to you. That we need a place like that here in Detroit. He told you that he's going to work on making that happen, which would be a really big deal for the healthcare sector here in uh, in Southeast Michigan. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I want to hear him talk a little about how fortunate he was to be able to to do that, and that most people most people don't always have those kind of resources.
2: I have a fortunate situation of having resources. I start thinking about, imagine people just don't have any of these resources. What do they do? How do they? mean, insurance does not usually cover most of the stuff that you would rehab without a stroke. Maybe some of it, but not, not most of it.
0: Yeah, so talk about this place that he went in Chicago and what he wants to do here. So Texas he went Nation. to the to Shirley
1: uh, Ryan Ability Lab um, in downtown Chicago, it's a few blocks from from Navy Pier on Lake Michigan. It is uh, a 550 million dollar facility that uh, was rebuilt a few years ago. It is it, U.S. News and World Report says it's the number one uh, facility for stroke rehab in the country. Obviously, um, Dan Gilbert has uh, infinite amount of resources and can buy the best uh, um, rehab that money can buy that that are you know regular people and insurance. Just doesn't cover I mean uh, there are caps on insurance on rehab um, where you only get so many rehab hours of rehab uh, or, or physical um, physical rehab or, or occupational therapy um, per week and Dan Gilbert can can clearly buy more of that uh, and he's getting it he says he's getting three to four hours a day. Um, every day of the week, he's, he was at this Shirley, uh, um, Ryan ability lab in Chicago for eight weeks and over the summer. And he's been home basically since Labor Day and, and, and recovering and continuing to, to rebuild his strength and ability to, to do these motor functions, uh, from his home in Franklin.
0: Hmm. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Chad Livengood, a senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business, which got the first interview with Dan Gilbert since his stroke last year. We're talking about how Dan Gilbert's recovery is coming along and what he will be able to do perhaps in the near future or in the later future, Uh, if you want to give us a call, uh, give, uh, give us a call and tell us whether you or a loved one has experienced this kind of health emergency, unexpected medical emergency, and tell us about the experience of recovery. What did that tell you about the medical system here in Southeast Michigan or in America more broadly, and what would you like to see happen to help people go through these situations? Uh, This is a subject that's near to my own experience. Uh, When I was a child, my father suffered a very serious stroke uh, when I was about 11, and uh, the rest of his life really was defined by recovery from uh, from that stroke. He also had uh, paralysis on one side of his body and struggled for the rest of his life to regain motor function in his arm and his leg on his right side. Uh, and I think there are lots of listeners, of course, who are uh, familiar with similar situations. So give us a call. Tell us what that has been like for you or your family that kind of recovered Do you. Wish we had better resources here in Southeast Michigan to help people and their families Uh, deal with uh, these kinds of issues. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Chad, um, of course, you can't talk about Dan Gilbert without talking about the things that he's done here in the city of Detroit, in the downtown area in particular, what did he tell you about what the future looks like for all of that investment, all of the momentum he had he had built up? He has to to feel the same thing that the rest of us feel to some degree, which is that it's uncertain. Um, but but what did he say about those those projects that he has in the has going?
1: Well, I can tell from this from this interview that his principal uh, uh, priority right now is from from a business side. Of his life is constructing this tower at the Hudson site um, getting that done getting that done and and they they say that they're getting close to having the final programming which is which is code for who's going to be the tenant um, and because you need an anchor tenant and there's going to be a hotel component they've already said they have to have a you know they have to have a hotel partner up front that will dictate how tall it ultimately is you know, you would just think about three years ago, Dan Gilbert was talking about building a 900-foot tall building, um, well eclipsing the 727-foot um, Detroit Marriott at, at the Renaissance Center, and now they're saying this is going to be less than than 727 feet. So they've they've scaled this thing back, um, just just like sort of you know Dan Gilbert in life right now. A lot of things have kind of come back down to earth, and and they've had to you know, really. Uh, re-examine that, and but they are bound and determined to build uh, a big, tall building um, at that site that'll be an iconic landmark. And you can tell this is his legacy—that hmm. um, this is this is what he is uh, hanging his hat on right now in life to get done. Um, at the same time, he's you know he's got other. Uh, renovation projects at the book tower and book building and the old free press building. They're finishing up the addition to one campus, uh, Marcia's the old copyware building headquarters. Um, and cause they've, you know, they getting more office space for Quicken and many of their tenants as well. But, um, Right now, I mean, the Hudson's is next. And then after Hudson's is this project that he's doing with uh, Stephen Ross, the uh, uh, billionaire uh, real estate developer from New York who uh, is a native of De- of Detroit, uh, owns the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, they are going to build this uh, uh, Innovation Center satellite campus for the University of Michigan at the jail site, which has also been a A big piece of what Dan Gilbert has been focused on in recent years is is getting something of a new anchor on the eastern border of downtown after all the uh, fighting and, and um, criticism that he lodged about the idea of building a jail there, mm. and at the same time, um, if you haven't noticed, at seventy-five and ninety-four, there is a new jail uh, going it's up. It's going right up, now. and yeah. it's going up quick. I yeah. mean, and there's still two more years of work there, but um, but that whole criminal justice uh, c- complex is coming along, and that is. A project that uh, that his company is is leading for the for, for Wayne County
0: mm. again 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones Aaron on Twitter says her stepmom had a major stroke at 43 and is now a paraplegic because insurance wouldn't cover good rehab I think that's a pretty common story for people uh, who who have that experience let's go to John and Livonia John welcome to the show
2: thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, I had a stroke in uh, uh late August and uh, mine wasn't as terrible as some other ones that I've heard of. But um and I have I happen to have decent insurance at the time uh fortunately, but there seems there's a conflict and, and I don't I have no answer to this, but and I understand each person's side, but the doctor wants to offer you the best care and tells you what you should do and the insurance tells you what you can afford and um, hmm. you know, it's, it's a tough situation for everybody involved and, you know, until it's you, you, you know, they're dealing with my health and my livelihood and, and, um, and that's how it's hanging in the balance. And like I said, up until that point, I didn't realize how broken the system is. And hmm. uh, and, it, and like I say, I have no answers for it, but, um, it's just, it was interesting and eye opening to me how, uh, you know, how, you know, the doctor has your best interest, but it, he really has no clue what your coverage will, will carry. And then then you're at the mercy of the insurance company. And, sure. And they have to do what they have to do, I guess.
0: Oh. Yeah. John, well, we wish you all the the best luck going forward uh, with your recovery and that uh, the insurance company will be able to cover the things that, that you need. But this is precisely what Dan Gilbert's talking about, Chad, live and good. Yeah, it is. And
1: there is a, a component to, to this that people – uh, many of critics of Dan Gilbert have already latched onto um, just days before this stroke. Uh, Dan Gilbert and his lobbyists engineered a major change in no fault auto insurance, um, the, and and w- it, w- it will probably have an impact on the on the coverage and rehabilitation of brain injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and these rehab facilities like the Eisenhower Center in Ann Arbor um, and, and others um, have, have come to rely on this no-fault benefit to pay for uh, really the best care that money can buy. Uh, we, we have um, a very unique system in Michigan for people who are in traumatic uh, – uh, in car accidents – and suffer traumatic brain injuries. And this law is, is inevitably going to scale back some of that to try to contain the cost of auto insurance. Um, and people, you know, there are some critics out there to say, look, Dan Gilbert is getting the best care he could afford, but we are not going to have the best care we could have had or mm-hmm. we've had in the past uh, if people opt out of of, of getting full coverage uh, on, their, on their automobile insurance after July 1st when this law change takes effect.
0: Mm. Uh, so when you think of Dan Gilbert and, and all of the things, I mean, uh, Bedrock and Quicken and the many, many, many buildings that he's bought and renovated in, in downtown Detroit, I mean, there's, there's a pace and an energy that's associated with that yeah. that I think a lot of people have questions about in the future, whether that will come back. I mean, I know he plans to go back to work, but will it be the same, I think, is the question that that's on people's minds. Well,
1: before the stroke, Dan Gilbert had launched a podcast called Speed of the Game. Yeah. and it was literally kind of around his sort of life uh Philosophy that you got to keep up with the game, and and that game went completely to a halt um, on on May twenty fifth, 26th, when this uh, when he had this stroke, and so and maybe it's maybe the game gets re- restart uh, or, or changed. It's it's hard hard to tell right now. Uh, you can tell that his you know his priorities are his his rehabilitation, his family. Uh, he's got four or five kids, and he's really a family man. Um, at heart and then and then you can also tell
0: that he really wants to get this tower built uh, for Detroit. Mm. Uh, the, the level of frustration I think that he feels is one of the things that comes across in your piece and in the interview and I want to take a listen here to him talking about that physical frustration that that, that he now feels. you
2: have a stroke when you're done here's the problem with it. everything is hard everything like you wake up getting out of bed is hard. Going to the bathroom is hard. Sitting down, eating at a table is hard. Mm-hmm. Like you name it, it's, you
0: don't get a break. You're like trapped in your own body. Trapped in your own body. I mean, to, to hear somebody who I think lots of us knew as master of his own universe right. for, for such a long time described, described, that feeling i mean it's it's really it's really remarkable
1: yeah it really it truly is just, just sit there and listen to him i mean this is a man who pays uh, professional basketball, basketball players millions of dollars a year and he's talking about nurses being underpaid and and uh, you can you can tell there's uh, this is a very humbled man um like I said earlier, he's kind of come back down to earth here and that this is what these kind of experiences will do to you Mm. when you can't move or you can't just do your basic functions of life every day.
0: Yeah. Aaron on Twitter wonders whether Dan Gilbert will now support a presidential candidate who is in favor of Medicare for all, for instance, uh, something that would provide better coverage perhaps uh, for people. You know, I mean, Dan's politics uh, have been Pretty well known uh, in the past to be not in that in that venue, but I but you do wonder, I guess, how much change there will be for him in 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 the future. Uh, talk about the way the city has reacted to his absence and and downtown in particular, where his investments and again that pace that he set for things really had an influence on on not just his own companies and employees but but on everybody else
1: yeah i mean people made a lot of their own business decisions based on what dan gilbert was doing whether they were going to bet big on detroit just look at like ford motor company coming to to Corktown to take over the and rebuild rehabilitate the train station Uh, and and the investments that the Illich companies have made the investments that gm has made uh via chrysler uh, there's been a lot of people Ally Bank moved into Dan Gilbert's uh, one Detroit Center uh, skyscraper. I mean, a lot of companies have made their decisions and 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 hiring and investments all around this guy's strategy. and and so that's been part of the sell, part of the of the allure. And I, and ever since that stroke since the Mackinac Policy conference was a couple of days later, um, there has been quiet uncertainty um, across Detroit. About what happens next, and everyone's kind of been waiting to see. I mean, he's got this, you know, um, you know, stellar group of of of, of lieutenants uh, who run the various companies, and and they have been been out in the public, you know, Bill Emerson and Matt Cullen and Jay Farner. They've been out talking to people and trying to reassure everybody that. Uh, Dan's doing on on the mend and coming back but we have I mean we like he's been spotted a couple times in, at, at a couple of private events mm-hmm. and public, one public event around uh, around Hanukkah but but really um not been seen at all for yeah. for almost 9 months and and so there was, you know there was some people you know just just right at the beginning at the beginning of the year saying I don't think we're going to see the guy again mm. um so um that th- th- that's why you know there's 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 a lot of um People who are looking to, to him f- to see what's next what's and, and yeah. what's
0: the guidance. Okay, Chad Livengood, senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. Always great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Stephen. And a reminder that uh, Gilbert is planning to make his first public speech since his stroke Friday at the Crane's Newsmakers of the Year luncheon at M- MGM Grand Detroit Casino, where he's going to be honored with the first Newsmaker Hall of Fame award for his frequent appearances on the list of top newsmakers in Crane's 35 year history. That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will too, because we are going to talk with experts about New York City's controversial stop-and-frisk policy, which is now playing a big role in the conversation about who will be the Democratic nominee for president in 2020. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more tomorrow.